and welcome back to another edition of Wrestling This Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about wrestling's past, present, and quite possibly the future. It is a momentous day in the world of professional wrestling podcasts because this very podcast that you're listening to has reached episode one zero zero and it's amazing it's a milestone i never thought this shit was gonna do it um big thanks to the man to the middle to my internet left a uh, real world right or some shit uh nick oh God, right first time yeah uh for uh kind of helping me brainchild this thing by having long lengthy conversations with me on the phone and me asking why the fuck we not recording this shit um it all started back in what like episode six i think you came to the house we started talking about some pay-per-view or some shit what was that you remember we talked about uh wrestle kingdom in 16 because i remember we were talking about aj styles potentially showing up in the royal rumble which he did yep and then wit i think started in what 18 yeah started in uh 2018 or whatnot and um big shout out to the homie anomaly or whatever who was holding it down with me um kind of on a consistent basis he would come in he would be like my new japan correspondent and whatnot so big shout outs to anomaly uh jay sandlin he was the one that came on with me and do a lot of watch alongs and stuff you watch uh we watched the first ever war games or whatever the deadly alliance versus the stinger squad and shit and um just the cattle cave of motherfuckers that came in and out the doors or whatever i appreciate all y'all and to the current crew that's here live and kicking it and whatnot uh this is wrestling this trash and we about to kick this bitch off what's up we got a uh, lou from the bx how you doing my friend lou from the bx in the house everything is everything good chilling happy to be here for episode 100 uh thank you guys very much for adding me to this show uh it was kind of like you eased me in it was like hey you want to come on you want to come on oh you're posing you want to do another episode? Want to do another episode? Next thing I knew, I was like on the show, so which is pretty fucking cool. So I appreciate that. Thank you guys very much. Also, uh, a semi-rotatable guest cast member or whatever. We got Mike here on his Razor flip phone. <laughs> well, say hi know, to everybody. Looks like it, you know, um, good good to see you guys. Um, you know, thanks for having me and everything. I mean, this has been. I remember that b-rob was saying in episode one he didn't even really know what the heck to talk about you know he's just like i don't really know and it was explaining about wrestling being trash but then how pretty much any kind of talk can be trash talk so enjoyed the trash talk with you guys sometimes it's about whether i'm on a computer or a razor phone and sometimes it's about wrestling and whatnot and all those <laughs> kinds of good things so uh, it's good to be here with you guys and uh now we got to clear the floor because this is a man that needs no introduction because he does his own introduction. Sir, the floor is yours to do so. <laughs> and I brought out the pyro. I'm sorry. I brought out the pyro. I brought out the smokes. Oh, she Here's got pyro boy, and theme music. Your mom's What's the theme music fat guy. All the way from deep in the tonight. Definitely glad to be a part of this team for sure. When I first, I know I first, first jumped on wrestling this trash actually after I was, was on the, the random rambles with Rob, which is I, I met the brother by, by way of I think hashtag blackout followed me. Yeah, and I seen 
him interacting a lot. They come out, then I heard you on their show. Then I was like, yo, you know what? This brother's acting. Let me invite him to my panel discussion. It was 2019. This team, B-Rob came through in 2019. Now these dudes are my brothers for life, along with Mike over the years. And, and getting to chop it up here now, now on a week. It has been dope. Um, it's been the way to fix on a week on a weekly basis. And yeah, because that show don't talk wrestling like I do. So I'm I'm still glad to be a part of. It. Yeah. So I mean, wrestling this trash really started. You know, where what it kind of evolved into was, you know, like Mike said, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to talk about, but I knew I wanted to talk about professional wrestling. I didn't want to have a structured format or anything. I just kind of wanted to make it a safe haven for the boys to come in and just bullshit and talk about wrestling, like how we would do on the phone or on the text or whatever the case may be. This is where we come to kind of hash out everything and uh, just speak about the world of professional wrestling. One that has uh, been blowing up as of late uh, with the WWE because uh, one Vince Kennedy McMahon Jr. has retired from the helm as CEO and head of creative. So uh, thoughts around the board on this one, because I can tell you for one, when he stepped down initially, my brother um you know, we, we cool or whatever, but he know I'm a wrestling fan and he's not so much into wrestling, but he texted me out of the blue. It was like, Were, did you shed a tear when Vince McMahon stepped down? And I texted him back. I was like, <laughs> fuck no. I've been waiting for this shit forever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for real. We've, I, think, I, think we've, I think we've all been waiting for a long time. And I know we're going to dig into the, the new era, but just watching last night was a hell of a difference. You know what I mean? Just something that was well overdue. You know, you got to, I guess, thank him and say F him at the same time for thanking him for the good, but F him for the bad, which yeah. definitely in the past, what, 15 years, probably did a lot more bad than good, but brought us all entertainment. But yeah, I, I know I'm amped. I know I'm amped to see it all because you got to you gotta be with the times, and that man was not with the times. No. What you got? Luke? Not at all. It's easy to say he's not with the times yet. He created the, the last, last 20 years in professional wrestling. Well, in sports entertaining. Professional wrestling, different story. But he kind of created the, the times. He actually, out of the generation of people, people that are on TikTok that we see on a daily basis, that people, but are just really WWE people and only talk WWE. So a lot of, a lot of the good a lot of the great and definitely a handful of the shit if you, you get what I'm saying like we could talk for years about the early 90s terrible gimmicks like the gobbledygooker bashing and Duke the dumpster Duke the dumpster drug and shit like that but then we could talk and took what Stark 83 was which most considered a made WrestleMania, and we all see what, what happened with what WrestleMania at the core for the, the the you know the the transformation the of the, the whatever 
Brian. What up? You know, but um, like you know, from the blue cage to the silver cage to have to the TLC match, which they kind of took pieces of what ECW. Much more I can keep going on and on and on about with Vince that you, you know, I and I still say thank you, even though personal life, Vince, you some scumbaggy things. Yeah. Mike, what you got? How you feel about the situation? So, I mean, I think definitely time, um, you okay, know, for him. And I think, again, Lou, we, 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 Lou <laughs> well, honestly, you know, it's, you, Mike. it's been it's been a long time coming. Honestly, you know, I can say that as far as as what I want to see goes, because, you know, it, yeah, Vince McMahon has been responsible for many, many, many positive things in wrestling, sports entertainment. He's made a lot of money. He's made billions for the company. You know, you have to say that because he's been the one in charge of everything. He's had the chokehold on creative. He's been booking everything, ripping up, you know, notes minutes before the show starts. He's in charge. So if you're going to give him the bad stuff, he's got to be responsible for the good stuff too, right? And I acknowledge yeah. that. But that man has been out of touch for a long time. When you decide to call your pay-per-view stupendous and keep saying stupendous, stupendous, it's stupendous. We have to stupendous, stupendous. It's like, bro, who talks like that? People don't use those fucking that verbiage anymore, yo. Like, it's things like that where a 77-year-old man is just not going to be in touch with what his demographic wants. So it's time. It's time for some, you know, new blood. And again, Triple H is not exactly the youngest dude, or neither is Stephanie, but I would feel like they're more in touch, especially with the things we saw with Black and Gold NXT. If we could get some of that onto the main roster, I'm, I'm going to be sold. Which I'm pretty sure we're gonna, because there was already a tweet that went out saying, I know We'll, we'll go back, but saying pretty much that Triple H wants to make a big creative splash at SummerSlam if it feels necessary, like if it feels right. I saw that. So he's already got it. You know what I mean? He's already got his head where it needs to be. And I think, you know him, we're all sitting here saying the same thing. You got to think Triple H in the back of his head was like, I'm waiting. But you know I'm what, waiting. though? I'm, I'm, I'm with, people always call me Mr. Negative when it comes to WWE. If there is anybody on this page from the WWE, it's me. But as fans, I don't want them to just jump out the window. Here's everything. I'm shooting my own up from 40 like Steph Curry in one shot. Yeah. And I can, I can, I can Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, yeah. everybody thought when the when the news was set that, you know, he was retiring, which was like you knew it was real because it came from Vince McMahon's official Twitter account. And that thing doesn't tweet anything, you know, like happy birthdays like that. Just happy birthdays. It's WrestleMania. So you knew it was real when that shit happened. But at the same time, you know, we talk, I know y'all have talked about it before and I talk about it a lot to where like we are conditioned to want what we want right fucking now. Look, Lou, we talk about Amazon every fucking day. When I damn, I, as soon as I hit the fucking pay button, your purchase is accepted. I expect that shit at my goddamn door within yeah. seconds. You know, and the guy and I want it, I want it brought, I want it brought to my bedside and opened for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take all the paper. That's, out. The, <laughs> that's the microwave culture, you know, that we live in. You know, you know me, rap, rap music. 
there, it it became that for the to rap music from past the the ringtone era. It's become a, a what have you done? And that's it, in professional wrestling, especially with all these dirt sheets and stuff, which we did do a show about. Everybody thinks they know and wants everything to just keep flying them at, at them at, at this pace where it's like, yeah, when do some of y'all step back and become a fan again? Yeah. And we talk you know? about that a lot, but before we even move on uh, to a little bit more of this, but um, what I wanted to know was like, what was your reaction whenever you first heard the news? Cause like, I, like I said, for me, I was like, fuck yeah. So Mike, how, how'd you feel about the thing? I mean, the thing is, I think that it was like good for the company, you know. And and the thing about it is, I mean, I'm I'm with Dan when it comes to acknowledging Vince McMahon and what he's done for sports entertainment. I mean, obviously, you know, there's been a huge, like, indelible, like, staple, you know, in terms of the business and the kinds of changes he's made. But I also remember, I mean, the fact that you guys could do a whole episode called "That's Racist," where probably eighty percent or more of it was about WWE stuff, and you know definitely rightfully so for everything from our truth representing the confederacy to Ms. Ark Henry. I'll just let y'all Google that one. I probably shouldn't say anything more about that. Um, <laughs> but you know, Vince McMahon, um, you know, he's kind of a guy who is, you know, definitely like, you know, Republican leaning. He's more kind of, but, but more of like the kind of extreme positions, you know, and that kind of thing. I mean, his wife worked in the Trump cabinet, uh, different things like that, you know, um, and look, guys, let's be honest. I mean, SmackDown, your vote's totally gone away, you know, when the political affiliations have kind of gotten stronger, you know, one way or the other. So, I mean, that's something that we're thinking about. But I was initially surprised, though, because what it told me was these allegations are really bad. You know, not just now he paid some women and did all some hush money and whatever. I mean, now you're looking at what is it, $14 million that supposedly came out of the company coffers instead of just like him, you know, paying them on the side. It's like, what the heck, dude? What are you doing? And. I you want, know, now he's you out. You said racist. You said racist. I want to. You haven't been listening to us because Lou and I did a whole. Well, that's what he said. No, you had been listening. That's what he said. I thought he said we could do. No, he said we sold out. Oh. No. Yeah, yeah, no, we yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. We did. You rebut into something he, he actually said. Which yeah, makes no sense. He, yeah, he said he was episode. talking about the episode yeah. we did specifically. Yeah. Thought he said, Get that smoke out your ears, homeboy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, one, right, of the, you know? one, of, one of the first initial reactions to me it was like, I'm happy for the, the performers. I'm happy for the performers because you know, especially all of them, which there's been tweets about, whatever, Triple H is. The reason a lot of them are kind of there for some of them, like they yeah. were under him in NXT and all that. And there's already tweets going around that co- it uh, talent from uh, just other talent that aren't with the company anymore said they might still be there if he was there. And you got to think people might consider going backward. But that's what I thought because you know what, you know what, Vince, everyone was walking on eggshells. Like, perfect example, I bet you Ricochet, he lost the title. He was probably like, well, I lost the title, so like, are my days kind of numbered now or what? I feel you're not going to have that or the size thing, right? Like someone like Ciampa who just got called up was with The Miz. I see that ending very soon because he's going to – he's one of Triple H's boys. Shit, he's a mini-me of him with the beard and everything, right? 
but you know what I mean? And then Lou, as you said, that promo we caught after thing, it was great. Yeah. So it's like, I think you're going to start seeing like, everyone's going to walk in that guy. I think I have a chance here. I'm not six foot six, 280 pounds of muscle. Like I'm not what people think everyone should be like a Roman Reigns. I think I got a shot now. Damn. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. My, you know, the thing oh, is people that. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say like, you look at, um, you look at, let's say for example, Liv Morgan, I'm seeing some really weird tweets guys, you know, where it's things like, Oh man, I guess her runs over. Oh man, look how he did Bianca in NXT. I'm like, am I the only one that remembers the whole undefeated thing, you know, and how she yeah. was like undefeated for like 300 days? Where was she done dirty, you know? Why should we believe that Liv is going to lose just because Triple H is taking over? If anything, Austin Theory should be afraid. <laughs> yeah, the one, the, one of the main things that was funny to me, and I'll, I'll get to what my reaction was to his news and, and after this thought, but. The funny thing to me were the people tweeting, oh, tonight it's going to be a totally different show and yada, yada. Yeah. I was like, fam, you expecting on the first night for there to be like, I, no, bro. First of all, according to reports, the show was already fucking written yeah. for today or yesterday. So it was yeah. already done. I'm yeah, sure that they did some tweaks here and there, but it was already done. So, yeah, just like, you know. just, yeah, just like Dan was saying, I believe they, they're they going to play everything out until after SummerSlam. Yeah, of course. You know, as you should. do that. That makes perfect yeah, the sense. Only, the, only, yeah, the only big thing I could see happen at SummerSlam is maybe a return or something like that or maybe a debut or maybe the little thing, like maybe Brock was intended to win and maybe he still might very well, but maybe Triple H is like, ah, I don't want to put the strap on homeboy. I thought I thought for sure Edge was coming back at uh, the Madison Square Garden shit in Monday or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, Lula, real was, quick, but real Lula, quick, my that, initial thought to Vince's retirement was – Tony Khan better watch his ass. That's all I. That's all I'm gonna say. And I and and I and I hate to be that guy, but I've been saying shit about Tony for the past few months about his writing and how he's booking shit and little things that he's doing, and he needs to be very careful with some of his stars now because there are a lot of people who like Triple H. A lot of people oh, yeah. don't like him, but a lot of people really fucking love Triple H and working with Triple H. And once these contracts start coming up. Now it's going to be a matter of time. They got a lot of fucking money, bro. They can offer people a lot of money to come back, and it's going to be a whole different thing. Six months from now, WWE just might be a whole different thing. So he needs to or be just very careful. Join WWE like like MJF. I could definitely see him jumping. I mean, because after that whole like fire that he did with Tony Khan, and oh man, what a work! We're getting so worked when he called him an effing mark and all this. Where is he? You know? Yeah. Like why my first. My first thought with all these superstars is I my two my two guesses, but one I'm really stern on. I think give it six months. Carrying Cross is back in WWE. Mm. I think Charlotte. that's what I think. I he had a really Charlotte. good relationship. With, well, he had a very good relationship with Triple H. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlett and Anthony. It's going to be very or maybe interesting. A Gargano. It's going to be very fucking yes. interesting when you see people like Dakota Kai, who are still in limbo, Johnny Gargano, who's still in limbo, Candice LeRae, who's still in limbo. You know, uh, I mean, not Eero Shirai, I meant... Um, Kyrie Zane? I meant someone else. But it, either way, all these people who are kind of like stuck in, like, they didn't really know what direction they were going. Now, with Triple H, who is familiar with all these people and brought most of them in... You're going to see some call-ups, and you're going to see some things, and it's, it's going to be very fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. And just to think, like, and then I want to hear some. I want to hear from you, Rob. I feel it kind of cut you off, all of us. But you got to think. Like, think about this. The, and I'm not saying it's going to be like this. Just think about this. As a fan in the 90s, one of the big things that everyone liked 
in the Attitude Era was DX. Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And to think one is running NXT yeah. and runs running WWE. The big thing, as we all saw, is a problem with Karrion Cross, right? I'm just using him or a Keith Lee even, right? Someone who was Triple H was like, I, I know what I have to do with this person. And they did that and it went over, right? Both of them. Keith Lee especially went over in NXT, right? Keith Lee was the one we were like, yo, you can't. You can't mess this one up. I promise you. Then you get Bearcat and the whole nine, right? But mm-hmm. – so you got to think Triple H and Shawn Michaels think the same. So they're going to talk. Yeah, yeah, they think very similar where you're in. You might see some changes on the main roster. You might. You very well might. But it's not going to – I don't think you're going to see these drastic ones. Yeah, so to me, this reminds me of back in the day where I used to be really, really into video games. Obviously, because I was a younger man, I didn't have as many responsibilities. But when they had the games out for NCAA football and basketball and everything like that, I used to love those fucking games. One, because college collegiate football is better than pro football to me in some aspects. But you, you, you damn right. But, But you can play NCAA football with your character, create a character, play him all the way through four years of college of whatever. You can draft him into Madden and can continue mm-hmm. playing with that character. That's kind of what I imagine this NXT uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, main roster Triple H thing is. Shawn Michaels got him at the NCAA level. He's going to craft them and mold them, get their stats up and whatever. Triple H going to draft them to the main roster, and they're going to continue that career. I mean, you're going to evolve because, I mean, anytime in wrestling, that's what you do. But, I mean, that's kind of what I equate this whole thing is. They're going to get them here. They're going to streamline them. They're going to start them up. And, boom, they're off and running on the main roster doing good things, doing lucha things, doing lucha stuff. Yeah. And I think you might even see some backstage people come back, like maybe Road Dog, Triple H brings him back. But one thing I kept seeing online, and to not dive into it too, too much, is people are like, oh, dang, I wish Regal didn't sign. He could have came back. But I like Regal where he is, and I think he's exactly yeah. where he perfectly belongs. Because if you're a true wrestling fan, you want to see everything succeed, right? I think we yeah. all don't. I think any of us here want to see AEW or any company, right, fail. None of us want to really. There are the some out there. We, we, we talk about them plenty, right? But oh, I yeah. like that he's there, especially because Regal knows the way he thinks. And I think you're going to have that in their boys. You're going to start seeing that friendly competition. And as Lou, as you keep saying, which we all, I definitely agree with. I won't speak on everyone. Is you know, Tony's got to start managing more. Well, you got someone who works right under you that knows what the head of creative of your competition, right, is thinking. So that's what I like. I think this is going to build even more of like a friendlier, maybe not to the fans, obviously, because everyone's like, bah, 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 but friendlier competitions. Damn. And I like that. If I can hear you. You can hear me. Oh, yeah, Hell there yeah. you go. Right. Aesthetically, after SummerSlam, moving forward with the reign of uh, Triple H and creative and uh, talent uh, acquisition and whatnot, do you think there will be any change aesthetically to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown? And like I said, it should not be right away. It should not yeah, be well, right away. Time. Slow, mm-hmm. gradual, slow, gradual steps like. Everybody keeps mentioning AEW and Tony needs to watch out this, that, and the third. I'm still on the page of we need to stop. I I get it. We want the product to be tight. We need to stop ragging on a three-year-old company. Allow them to take their bumps and bruises. They're going to fuck up. They're Mm -hmm. still new. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they're still new. And you're going against a company that, if we're taking it from Vince's calendar, is 40 years old. Possibly 70, 80 years old. Yeah. This is this is my whole lifetime. I mean, Vince Mc, think about it. Vince McMahon from 82 till now. 40 years of my life. My life. If it's your whole 40 life years. <laughs> was control of one company, was the man of one company. And we're looking, a lot of fans out there are looking for Tony Khan to do the same thing in year three. It's not gonna happen. You know what I'm I mean, saying? And so the same thing with Triple H. He just got the reins. We know what he did with Black and Gold NXT. Even that let, was over time. Let, he's going to have to. Now, this is the other problem within all of this. Because this is part of why I think Vince is going down as hard as he is. Is because when they decided to go public, now you have people to answer to. So Triple H now has people on the business end that he has to answer to before he starts making these drastic changes. So slow it down, people. I'm happy just like the rest of y'all because we should get improvement. But that man's got a board to answer to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like- everyone's I think everyone's just excited though. I think yeah. everyone. Fox, there are your reports that Fox and you uh USA executives are already excited that Vince stepped down and that Triple H has got it. Absolutely, but once again, microwave culture needs to slow it down. Oh, no, I definitely agree. Put this shit in the crock pot. Slow Mm. and simmer. But Nothing better better than a crock pot meal, too, to be honest. And that's another thing, too, as well. Just as you said, as long as I have been alive, this McMahon has been running, you know, Junior has been running this company. So when it comes to advertisers and, you know, you know, you know, executives and all this other stuff, all those other people up the top that, you know, dealt with Vince for 40 years or more, they knew what they were getting, you know, so they knew how they had to strong arm him or, you know, push him into certain positions. This is a whole nother fucking animal. Not only do you have Triple H who really, I mean, you know who he answered to honestly and truly? fucking stephanie mcmahon he answers to his wife <laughs> you don't really <laughs> yeah you know so it's going to be a trickle down effect so they're going to have to deal with stephanie and just perception from what i've heard and from what i see or whatever stephanie looked like she don't take no shit <laughs> you know i wanted to say if there was anybody what? that i trust out of this it's definitely stephanie I really do trust Stephanie McMahon mm-hmm. behind the helm there. I because, like you said, B Rob, she, she definitely looks like she takes no shit. But the factor of she grew up in almost every stage of the company. Yeah, just like her father, there is nobody better to be the CEO of that company. And I think she's going to want change because she's dealt with all that toxic shit. We're over here talking like about McMahon and these affairs. Look who's the daughter of all that. You know what I mean? I feel she wants a nice palate cleanse of all of that. With, with, with your point, with that point being said, I, I want to get into some stuff that's been floating around my mind. I'm going to be talking about it a little bit more tomorrow as well. But Mike, what do you think about how all this shit happened? Well, I mean, we could say the, the genesis or the start of this ball rolling was when Sasha and Naomi walked out the door. 
Then not yeah. too long after that, we start hearing the shit about Vince and then the investigations and all these other things or whatnot. I, I, to me, in timeline wise, it started with Sasha and goddamn Naomi walking out. Do you feel, because to me, this is perception. This is what it looks like on my end. This is like this was an inside job. You know, like somebody said something to somebody and somebody was like, hey, man, we can't have this shit going on. This is where we kind of, this is where Shane McMahon opened up the lockbox and all the info come out <laughs> and Vince McMahon <laughs> takes the fall. You know, so what are your thoughts on that or whatever? Do you think it was an inside job or just shit finally caught up to him? Well, you know, I, I think it's kind of a combination. You know, I definitely think that it is an inside job because um, all I can think about is, you know, working in you know my job, you know, my line of work and stuff, um, even though you're working with, you know, students, and you're working with teachers and all kinds of stuff, there's all kinds of politics and there's all kinds of situations where someone goes, oh, well, you know, such and such gave someone else, um, you, you know, a role in leadership or something like that, or, you know, someone else, you know, let somebody off the hook and they don't have have to show up to work, you know, till noon every day, you know, those kinds of things, right? So then all of a sudden people start talking and then it just kind of trickles down or trickles over and it ends up saying, you know, crap runs downhill, you know? And so in this case, some people say, oh, well, maybe, you know, Sasha and Naomi, you know, um, Vince and John Laurinaitis, they were doing bad things to them too. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. But what I do think is that, you know, Sasha and Naomi probably noticed some of the stuff that was going on. And so it was like, oh, well, John Laurinaitis let this one person do this and this. And, you know, there's all these kinds of like, you know, speculation's going on. And then you hear that Vince McMahon has the affair. Who knows when Laurinaitis goes, hey, you know what? I'm not the only one. Vince McMahon's over here having an affair, blah, 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 blah. The thing, guys, you got to think it's Mortal Kombat, okay? It's just Nick Khan moving up tower. That's the thing. You know, it's just taking out one, and then all of a sudden you got to take out Vince, and then or you take out John Laurinaitis, and then, I don't know, Bruce Pritchard, maybe he's like Goro. Maybe he's got multiple arms, you know, he's like harder to defeat for some reason. He hasn't gone now but everyone else has in that mortal Kombat tower kevin dunn <laughs> yes uh, for me i as much as i like the conspiracy theory you've cooked up there with sasha and naomi i think it might just be a little bit deeper because it's, it seems to me on from the beginning of this i felt like someone wants vince to like be completely out as far as selling yeah. his majority states like they want Which like he, if it would have just been sasha and naomi or something like that Get just getting him to retire probably would have been the end of it, but it's like then he retires, and then on top of that, now this new report comes out about the 14.59 million dollars or whatever it is. And on top of that, HBO Sports is working on some kind of documentary about him, and they're talking to women and ex divas and all that shit. They're trying to pull them all in to do this report. I don't know what it is, I don't know, I don't even know if this shit's true, but it just seems like they really want Vince. Because I don't think he's going to go to, like, jail or any of that shit. But I think somebody really wants, like, his shares. Like, they want him to sell his majority shares. He'll still probably have, like, a lot of shares in, in the company. But they want the majority, like, of his shit. Yeah. That's just what it seems like oh, yeah. to me. Yeah, well, from what I understand is this is Nick Khan's MO. That he comes into these companies or whatever, gets a position, and he helps them um, acquire more assets, get rid of things, streamline the product. Then he sells off the fucking company. Then he moves on to the next thing, you know? So, I mean, that's what this looks like. Because, I mean, as soon as he got signed on, that's when they had those massive fucking budget cuts, those massive roster releases and whatnot. I mean, WWE already did a yearly roster cleanse anyway, but these were like, like every that. fucking quarter, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's just like... They basically released NXT. Yeah, pretty much. So, 
I don't know. I mean, it looks all kinds of weird or whatever, but I don't know. I just it just seems to me it is like that happened, and then after that, everything just down the I think we I think we can all agree the McMahons probably aren't celebrating any holidays anytime together soon. (laughs) No, no, no. And then like um, you know, really even before that, so it was which which came first? Was it Sasha and Naomi? Then Shane was quietly left let go or he left that was Shane or Shane yeah, was and Vince said he'll never get another pop in this company again. Wow. And you know what's crazy about mentioning Nick Khan? This we I think the wrestling world kind of predicted was eventually going to happen with this guy coming in for yeah. exactly what you said, B Rob is he's known for this. He's known for breaking this down. And then the first what was it, 2020, 2021 set a budget of budget cuts, roster cuts, where they cut almost 240-something people, something like that. We all pointed the finger at Nick Khan and nobody else. Yeah. We knew this was coming. So this definitely was an inside job because how did this just happen to just come out of thin air, especially with them first reporting it as consensual, sexual arrangement that he paid this woman for so somebody inside knew yeah somebody also, inside um, knew. also brian brings up a good point here that i'm gonna put up on the screen oh uh, <laughs> this actually has an opportunity to sell wwe to himself <laughs> because he and his family have the voting majority <laughs> oh geez, Man, i have an idea i have an idea I don't on think that the actually guys gonna do that though Oh, you have an idea, Mike? What you got? I'm just thinking from a creative standpoint, especially since Triple H is in charge. So Vince and Stephanie, you know, they've actually taken each other on in a match or, or two before. And so I was thinking about this, guys. Because, you know, um, they may not be getting along at family parties or events coming up soon. But what you do is this, y'all. Because I, I don't know. I think that uh, Dan is definitely right when it comes to, like, there's businesses and stocks and stakeholders. What they could do is at WrestleMania, you have a custody of WWE ladder match. How about that? You know what I mean? And just whatever <laughs> no, can win. No, no. That is as bad as Judy Bagel on a pole. Hey, man. I mean, <laughs> we, we might have uh, Buddy Murphy on the pole yes, here pretty soon. You know, Hell yeah, I want to see Leah that. Ripley and Aaliyah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Buddy Matthews, should I say. <laughs> I didn't even remember just, that happened. People were saying Aaliyah. And I thought they were talking about the, the new girl who's like 19 or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you know, WWE, uh, NXT Aaliyah. Yeah, this yeah. gets weird. They're going to have to change her name. <laughs> She's going to get a name change now because now we got two Aaliyahs in the fucking company. <laughs> I did like the little uh, I mean, nice thing she got a with, match. Rhea, with, with Rhea wearing that I'm your poppy shirt too. Nice little nice little touch no, to nice. everything. Kicking Ray off the- camera and shit like what the fuck? <laughs> well, well, Nick, yeah, I'll tell you what. You know who's going to love creative? I was thinking about it. Aaliyah, actually, right? Because I think right now she has like, like let's just say it's a two hundred to $300,000 contract where all she does is come out every every week on SmackDown and get a women's right. Like, I honestly think that's written in her contract. Like, that's literally all she does. She, like, comes out and acts really excited for the match and then Lacey promo and then And that's pretty much the contract. So anything on TV has to be better than that, I would think. I mean, let's think about this as well. Aaliyah has been on the roster damn near 10 years. You ever thought about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy, right? She, probably, she realistically is probably one of the longer tenured people that people just don't think about. Mm-hmm. 
She was in NXT for a minute. Yep. Nine you know, fucking and- years of experience. All who do you, who do you guys? Who do you <laughs> like guys? Right now, stuff? I'm I'm still not thinking about her. Yeah, I'm surprised that Super, she's been there. Superstar wise, who who do you guys actually seeing potentially suffer from this with a new to realm su- of creators? To suffer like, from do you this? actually think someone like do you actually think someone like Theory is actually kind of done for because no, of this? I don't I don't think so. No, I, I, I'm no. I'm if you I'm honestly, in the slim minority that really want this motherfucker to cash in and win them damn belts. <laughs> I do. I, mean, I, I want you know that. Funny? Not at I, know that I know that. I know that last night's show was already written or whatever, according to these reports. But like, if if you actually look at the show, Theory was actually booked pretty like a badass. Like he went out there and he fucking wrestled, bro. Like yeah. he was out He's, there with Bobby. He was out there with Drew. Like he was actually putting in work. Like he wasn't just doing heel shit and getting his ass beat and running around like a little bitch. Like he actually sure. was booked well. Like, except that slap to the except that slap to the back of the head. Yeah. Well, well dude, yeah, yeah. That's some. That's some. Yeah. They tried to stun him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they're doing that. WWE wrestling. They, they actually did a <laughs> yeah, good job. Just, Austin Theory can go. He's a phenomenal athlete. But he, they're doing that yes. WWE trope thing or whatever. If you got the money in the bank, you're gonna take a lot of fucking L's because they want you to look like a piece of shit until you come running down that fucking aisle with the briefcase and everybody's like, oh, he doing the thing, you know. <laughs> Yeah, because remember, even with Seth, when Seth won the briefcase, he no, honestly, no. He opened it. He got slimed. He lost all those matches. The Ambrose. He lost the Hell in a Cell match. He, he lost got his that ass at WrestleMania to the greatest RKO yeah, he lost, ever. <laughs> yeah, and then Cash did. Mm-hmm. Well, at least until Riddle did it at the last pay per view. I mean, my God, that RKO was insane. You know, yeah, um, that, that, yeah, that was great. incredible. Riddle can go, man. Well, one thing you said, Nick, one word you said, Nick, is if there's any change that I want to see out of this company is the word superstar. I know Vince was trying to do something different, and I've been preaching this all over my fucking TikTok for as long as people ask what type of changes you want to see. I want to see Triple H allow them to call these people pro wrestlers again if you are calling this a pro wrestling show please allow them to be called pro wrestlers again the reason why i say it like that is because not everyone is cut out to be superstars and even within vince's vince mcmahon's own product he even said it himself he had trouble making new superstars, but yet you force the label of superstar on everybody. Yes, they might not be able to walk the streets like the common individual like us can, but not all of these people are superstars. Yes, he delivered us The Rock. He delivered us Austin. He delivered Hogan, Cena. The list goes on and on of people who actually became superstars, which is bigger than the company itself. Not everybody in this company is going to do that in their lifetime. So please just change their name to professional wrestlers again. Change that one little thing. And WWE, I will fucking wave the flag at full staff for good. <laughs> well, I mean, man, I'll write a 500 word essay and send it to Triple H I mean, tonight. Even to, to that or whatever, it's just like. We know about the list of banned words and things that not supposed to say on air. I wonder how drastically are, if at all, you know, over time, 
how the commentary is going to change. I mean, we already got Pat McCaffrey in there, daggone, saying whatever the fuck you want in, in context, of course. But, I mean, I like that shit, you know. So I'm wondering, I mean, even Michael Cole even sounds just the slightest bit different you know, these, look at um, look at Xavier, Xavier bringing up New Japan Pro Wrestling and on Rank of Honor WWE yeah. show and Ring like, of what Honor. What the fuck? Like, I was like, what's he bringing up Ring of Honor and New Japan once? Like, what is this, the balls on this guy? I like and that. the week and the week after the TV fourteen announcement, like you said, Pat McAfee, bitch ass Corbin, bitch ass Corbin. Like they already went for it. So yeah, get rid of that list. Rewrite I'm ready for that name on the graphic because he said it so much now. You know? Because <laughs> you're, hey, you're, hey, you're hey, just going to say it. With, with Triple H in charge, you know Cody Rhodes definitely don't give a fuck about saying whatever now because he didn't give a shit when he first came back in his promos. He, he's well, going to walk out there and say, Belt, professional wrestler. He's going to say all that shit. <laughs> well, Co- yeah, well, Cody, as Cody corrected himself, he had to get back. He had to warm himself back up into what as he said, the lexicon of the WWE and their lingo, he had to remind himself because he couldn't help saying pro wrestler, pro. I'm sorry, superstar. <laughs> like, man, doesn't it doesn't it kind of suck that Triple H can't go now? Because now that Triple H is like no, kind of the head of no, creative, no, I mean, he, no, had, no. he had he had his plenty of. I mean, he yeah, had kind of does plenty of shit to do, bro. He did I plenty mean, of shit. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure later later on down the line, I don't know hundred percent for sure that they said he can't ever wrestle again. I mean, they might be saying that now, but they said that about Edge, Daniel Bryanson, and yeah. a whole bunch of other motherfuckers. And years later, they were able to come back and do some more matches. I don't know, know I man. Like, I don't know about that hard, well, yeah, thing, hard thing, though, right? Yeah, I don't know about that hard yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. Different. You know what I would like got... out of it? Was it? I was, you know, I say, you know what I would like out of it? For him to go backwards and right his wrong against Booker T. <laughs> That's all I would want. <laughs> I ain't gonna have I feel like he's gonna have to a Triple H charge. like, so about that throne, Cody. You know what I would like? Actually, I would like Booker T back on commentary. I fucking used to love when Booker T was on commentary. He used to fucking say the funniest shit. Like I wouldn't mind him coming back and doing that shit at all. Nah, I'm good. You want, no, you want yeah, the only time Booker T was good on commentary <laughs> was in TNA when he daggone commentated his own fucking <laughs> running. His own, his own ass beat. <laughs> well, okay, no, in the part, in the part when funny. Mike, in the part when Michael and against the Rock, didn't he do that? From anal, when he said he suffered from anal bleeding, and Booker T was just what. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Lou, Lou wants Lou wants the Shucky Ducky Quack Quack back. Now you, you, know what, you know what? You know when Car was there, and they had uh, the both of them, the both Sin Cars or whatever. He's like, "Yeah, hey, that's the real Sin Car. How, how you know? He, he got a spot on his boot." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what would be fun. Lou, Sounds funny to me. You know what would be fun, Lou? Since you mentioned that, have him and our truth do a show together one time. Jesus, that, that would be absolutely hilarious. I think that would work. Because our truth have an all black night at WWE, which you know they'll get all five wrestlers in one show. <laughs> <laughs> Street Profits versus Usos, two hundred and eleven for the main event. <laughs> It'd be a dope show. Yeah, because truth, truth's hysterical, man. Truth's what one of like maybe five people that made Brock break ca- character on TV when he made him laugh when he said he was undeclaring his match from the Royal Rumble and talking shit about Paul Heyman. Our truth's that, was- that dude, man. He's still so funny. Killing it on no, he's talking about 
you talk about um, what's called Booker T on commentary. Imagine him with this whole Ezekiel Elias stuff or whatever. Be like, no, I'm, I'm telling you, he's definitely the same, same same guy, man. It's definitely the same guy, you know, or two different guys, yeah, you know. Like, even, and, and that's that's one thing too. Where the hell was Ezekiel this week? I was actually all the shit that's going on on Raw. I actually like that fucking angle. I think that shit is hilarious. Same here. Uh, but I, I think I'm hoping that the the, the it's it's entertaining as that was. They they need to cut that shit the fuck out and get yeah, back it's, to the Yeah, it's got it's got to have an end game. It can't yeah. go on forever. Yeah, it does. It's kind of got to have an end game. I agree on that. I mean, they had the end game end games. Elias please eliminate Happy Talk forever. Show. He did moves and slapped the dude with the guitar. That was the end game. That was it. Yeah, but what about Elrod and Ezekiel? <laughs> Man, fuck that whole gimmick. That shit is tired. Nah, man, we done with man you don't even watch Raw. How the hell are you going to sit here and talk shit? Because I don't watch Raw. TikTok, I'm still talking shit. TikTok, Nick. Thank you. I see <laughs> all the Get the, the hell out of here, TikTok. Now you sound like one of them wrestling fans. Well, the guys on the internet say It's like half of Raw, Dan, so I understand. No, you have to have your own damn I opinion watching the show. I don't need to see more. If people are posting the whole entire part that they're on TV. What more do I need to see? Do I need to see Street Profits versus Usos talk in the ring for the 300th time? No. I ain't with Sometimes that you do. I ain't with that Wait, shit. I have, you I have can't, a point I when know. it comes I've to always, creative. I've always been like that. I've always been like that. Unless you watch the actual show and everything that goes into it, clips don't just don't do it. So That's just my count. personal opinion. All right, well, I have one. I have one. What the hell happened? When it comes to that, I was I talking about one that thing. Shit. That's what I was saying. I was saying about- <laughs> I was thinking about one thing, guys, when it comes to, like, you know, what should change on the show. And, yes, Dan, we should not have the Usos and Street Profits promoing for the 300th time, whether Jeff Jarrett hits them with guitars or threatens to or whatever. But what really needs to change and, you know, what some people were saying and I noticed kind of last night about Raw is that there's less of this what I'm going to call um, progressive mash flow reality. Because, you know, they always tell you, you know, progressive match flow and they show you like these different highlights from SmackDown. You're like, oh, wow, it's flows pretty well. But if you actually watch, it is just like mind numbingly bad sometimes because like they come out, uh, you know, for, for a promo or something like that. And then it's a commercial and then someone walks to the ring and then there's a commercial and then there's a little bit of action, you know, maybe for about two minutes and someone gets knocked out of the ring and it's like, oh, blank is in control. And they go to commercial and then they come back. And then there's a couple, you know, different like big moves or big spots. And then they go to commercial. Sometimes it's picture in picture. Sometimes it's isn't definitely most y'all is so, so, it doesn't have to be so, defused in half of this so no, on, definitely. That point, yeah. on, on, on that point there let's talk about changes and let's go around the table and what are some changes immediate changes you would like to see lou Ooh. i i want to i want to go uh, once again thank you mike for mentioning because that's one of the biggest complaints i always hear is you lose everything within commercial breaks. So adopt what AEW does in the picture and picture throughout the whole night. And don't give gaps unless like TV, how TV works, you get your block of national commercials. And then unfortunately you lose them to the local commercials, but that's it. Lou, start, we'll go with you, Lou. So are we doing like the three immediate changes things that uh we had in the note app? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about okay, three yeah. immediate. Three immediate that's kinda, it's kind of like yep. the same okay. thing. All right, I yeah. only gave one, so yeah, that sounds good. Go um, I mean, okay, so again, this is just something that I kind of like be my own booker in my head type shit. So this isn't like it's more or less things I'd like to see, but I know it's probably not going to happen. But it's just shit that I would like to see. 
So the first thing that I would do, like if I was like Triple H in charge of creative, the first thing I'd do is I would introduce like a kayfabe general manager who uh, a GM who's like been put in place by the shareholders to run fucking Raw and SmackDown. We're changing everything. We're redoing uh, our entire roster. But do you think they should empower Adam Pierce, or you just want somebody completely different? Get him the fuck out of here. We need a new a a new guy. And the reason I want a new guy, the reason I want a new guy is because if the shit doesn't work out, he says he's been put in place by the shareholders. He can just be, you know, they can get rid of that shit. They have an out to get rid of this shit if it doesn't work out. Okay. The second thing I would do is um, unify all the titles. Every fucking title is getting unified. Heavyweight title, tag team titles, it's all gonna become one title. We're redoing all the belts, and it's going to be one belt. You're going to have one heavyweight champion, one tag team champion, one woman's champion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. U.S. champion, intercontinental champion. That's it. And the champion has to be on both shows defending fucking whatever it is that they need to defend, however they want to work that out. Because this this whole two-belt shit, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, you said uh, unify all the titles. So would the intercontinental and the U.S.? I was together? thinking to keep them two separate because they have yeah. prestige behind them. I kind of, yeah. I kind of like the prestige Raw, of the titles. Yeah, one on each show. Okay. Yeah, one on each show. That makes that makes sense like that because those two should be the workhorse titles. Yeah, those are like the team only, titles. The only discrepancy I can give to well, not discrepancy, but pushback I can give to that is you have to get the two networks to play along together to make that happen. I agree yeah. with you. I totally agree yeah. with you because, again, as I mentioned in past episodes, it's WWE Universe. So make the one championship for one of the major ones and make them your touring brand champion. They just have to work it out between the networks. We get this person for this amount of episodes. We get that person for this amount of episodes. But yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, that's what, well, that's what I was saying. When you're going to have one heavyweight champion, he's going to be on both shows. We're not going to have this. One yeah. champion only shows up on one show bullshit. No, you're the champion of the company. If you're going to be the champion, you're going to put in the work and you're going to be on all the fucking shows. You're not going to be part-time. This yeah, part-time kinda, champion yeah. shit doesn't work for me, pal. Yeah, they kind of did, did it backwards. You know, because yeah. like it's whenever like, you're the champion whenever, and you work less than anyone. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying to that aspect or whatever. So like the the benefit of having two separate channels i mean not channels uh champions for either brand one heavyweight here one heavyweight there one woman here one woman here is for touring purposes when you're out on the road yeah. you can have an a squad and a b squad you know you can split the united states in half and half go this way half go this way so everybody gets a champion on their show potentially but yeah they they're doing that now with only you know they, they got unified titles so it's only one champion. There's no A squad, B squad in that aspect. But and they're not touring like that, really. Anyway, yeah, right? but when they were in the Thunderdome and not doing tours and not doing that shit, they didn't do that. Then they still had the two champions yep. and all the other stuff. I don't, yep. They they doing it ass backwards, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and lastly, yeah. just to finish my thing up, the third thing I would do, very simple, rehire the CFOs to do the fucking music. Yeah. Bring those back. That's the pay them, pay them whatever they need to get paid and let them handle the audio, bro. Let them do all the things. Yeah, I would definitely take them over what they have currently, but I mean, still, that's just kind of they were that was kind of hit and miss. (laughs) 
but like, I honestly don't have a I, I can't think of too many themes I don't I can think of more themes I love than themes that I really don't like from them. Yeah, they had, they put out some good they ones. They had some fucking bangs. Best one was Alex the Black. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Corbin yep. Alex the Black. All those themes. Yeah, we could go Corbin. over all those themes. Was, they were they yeah. were bangers, bro. Most ninety yep. percent of them NXT themes all bang. Well, Nick yep. is on you. I realized I did I actually did two within the course of our conversation. It's on you, Nick. Three so one, teams. which I think we've already referenced a few times in the past five, ten minutes, which is serving. Build the tag division. Actually give a fuck about your tag division now, right? You have it. You know you have teams out there. Yeah, you might have to make some teams, but let's put in some work into the tag division. I definitely think you could. Even last night, a lot of people online were happy with it. I don't know how I feel about it, but the potential AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler tag team. You know, I just, I love AJ. I'd rather him just be on his own personally, but I think they could be good together. But give a fuck about the tag division because at one point it was really good, especially when you had two brands back in like the early 2000s and all that. So I definitely think you had it. And we've seen it before. I think Black and Gold had a pretty decent tag division. You know, I think we can all kind of agree on that. So I I definitely, definitely want to see that. Um, the next one, this one might be a little harder. I don't know how, but Triple H was on Stone Cold Show in like 15 when he did it the first time on the network, saying if he had a say in it, he'd make Raw two hours again. And I want Raw to be two hours again. I think Raw would benefit a lot from a two-hour show just in general because even Lou said it last night in the group text, decent episode of Raw last night, right? Decent one, you know, better than most. And still, it's like, fuck, there's a whole hour left. Because <laughs> even when I watch SmackDown and I watch Dynamite, by the end, I'm over it. No matter what company it is. After two hours, now pay-per-views, whatever, all that stuff's different. Because, you know, it, they are. They're just different. But, like, when Dynamite comes on, when SmackDown comes on, after the two hours, I'm like, all right, man. Like, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm good. I want to go do something or whatever it would be. And then I, I, I really, you know, I wish more people would flirt with it. The hour and a half, you know? I like that aspect of it as well. Is just like you got a good core, you know, period of a hour of wrestling. Then like hell, the last thirty minutes could be like the main event segment or the main event in general or whatever. And then boom, you have that bitch. Well, you know why that works for you, B Rob, because you are there for the wrestles. If it was an hour and a half, you get no story builds. A tight hey, two hours, it works. Hey man, well, you, you tell the story in the ring. <laughs> mm, there's another debate we can have about do they truly do that we're not having that debate right now but and then you know oh yeah, yeah go ahead good i'm sorry no, no no you go 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 ahead go ahead no no it's more like along that but i'll bring it up when this whenever we get over here go ahead continue and then thinking about it i'd say the last one is just simply both companies started it during the pandemic. AEW continued it, and I like that they continued it. Is having more themed pay-per-view-like shows during the week. That's probably okay. one of my top five favorite things AEW does. Like I think Fight for the Fallen this week, right? Yeah. Right? So it gives you something to go into. Just like when NXT, they do it now, but I don't watch NXT crazy much anymore. But still, they do the Great American Bash. Like Try that on the main roster. See how that works. Not just for viewership, just to... Give a F more. Now, it might not work as well because they do a pay-per-view every month where versus AEW, they do the four big ones a quarter. Yeah, they do the four big ones, but still maybe cut back, like, you know, or even certain things. Like, even if it's like, all right, it's Christmas time, 
like whatever. A big Christmas queen raw. Mama's cooking chicken and collard. You know, instead of, instead of <laughs> oh, it's Halloween. Instead of oh, it's Halloween. Let's do a Halloween street fight. Maybe not saying make it Halloween havoc, but build it up as like, hey, this is the Halloween edition. We're gonna have blah 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 blah. Like stuff like that, you know, because I think it works. It will always work better with AEW simply because they do the four shows simply because that. But make it a reason to actually want to tune in. Well, that's in storyline. But And you answered your question yourself, like because the WWE does pretty much a pay yeah. a month. They run it's I would say to your point is build better stories leading to them more than which, the theme, I, well, which more than the theme, which I like the idea. But just build better stories. I uh, Rob, what you got? No, nah, you can go ahead, Mike. All right. So, I mean, these are definitely some great ideas. You know, um, like I said, the whole thing is I definitely need the matches to flow better. Um, I just I'm not saying that it has to be like, oh, it's this formula or that formula. But maybe stop having a complete formula because I feel like it's like predictable. I'm like, yep, I'm going to go to the bathroom because, you know, they're going to commercial. You know, they're coming out. OK, you know what? Um you know, then I'm watching. It's like, oh, someone's in control. I even know from where the camera moves. You know, the camera moves, like, zooms. Oh, they're about to go to commercial. Let me go. And soon I can do it. work because it's so predictable. The results aren't predictable, but sequences of the matches yeah, I mean, are. And I feel are. like, you know, you watch Raw, especially SmackDown, y'all. I mean, you can, like, read that like a book pretty much, you know? And, you know, it's sort of like a question of how long the main's going to be. It's like they drag it out sometimes. It's like, okay, it's 840. And then they come into the ring, all right, and then they go to commercial, and then, you know, it's like 8.50 or 9.50 or whatever, and then they finally have a 10-minute match. But sometimes it's coming out, and it's kind of whatever, the Usos and everything, and it's big entrance, and it's like 40 minutes before the end of the show. I got how far they Sometimes, y'all, I'm not even kidding, there's a six-minute match. I have no idea how that's possible. I really don't. But they, um, so the second thing I was thinking of yeah. is – I think, at least with the champions, I understand the touring and how you have to have, you know, different rosters and different places to go and, and stuff. Everyone go to every city. But at least televised programs, I feel like it'd be more, and I feel like it's becoming increasingly so with at least this unifiedal stuff that people switch shows. I'm not saying some people are like, oh, yeah, they should just end the brand split. There should just be one show with like 78 people. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. But I do think that. It makes sense if someone's the U.S. champion, you know, especially since they do all this talk on social media and there's all these different opportunities for them to interact. Like, why not? Why not someone challenge you? You know what? Like like Roman did. He said, you know what? Uh, why don't we just go and see if we can take those Raw Tag Team Championships or whatever. And now it's a mess and it's like four belts going everywhere and there's really like no direction with it. But the idea is correct in that, you know, they can switch shows and that they can interact with each other. Because I hate this idea of like, oh, but he's on SmackDown, so he's talking crap, but I can't do anything about it because he's on a different roster. That's that's weird to me, you know, especially when you see Undertaker show up at UFC and Pat McAfee show up at UFC and all this other stuff. But in the universe, we can't actually fight each other in different places. You know, I'd be like, well, you know, Thanos is in a different region. So I can't you know anything about it. Sorry, guys. Um and so anyway, I think that that's really important. And then I think the third thing, and y'all, you know, this will probably end up being a whole debate episode based on what I'm going to say. But I really think that at the very least, like Sasha, Naomi, some of these other people that were either done dirty or supposedly done dirty, allegedly, whatever the case may be, making overtures to people that aren't signed yet, that aren't under AEW contracts and bringing them back. Because I think that's going to establish like goodwill from WWE. 
I think it's going to um, help with the reputation. It's going to make Triple H different as opposed to, oh, well, Vince and Bruno were beefing, so they didn't talk for 20 years or whatever the crap, you know? I just think that um, this will be like a new era, you know, and it's one that's more like inclusive and one that's more, um, you know, open to people returning. And I think that's also going to build the momentum for Triple H. Um, but if that's impossible, all I would say, folks, is just another round of NXT call-ups, you know, like figure out a storyline, of course, don't hit row this, you know, we're going to come out three minutes and I'm going to basically do nothing. Um, that's going to be the creative, you know, but if there's a plan for a group like Legado de Fantasma or if, you know, there's something like, uh, like I've even seen Santos and Electra, you know, saying different things. I think she was backstage at raw. I could have sworn. Um, that's what the post on IG looked like, at least. It was like that little ring where they have like the interview with the random person where you're like, where does that even happen? I don't know. But, um, it, you know, it looked like that. And, um, you know, I just think that there's potential for some of these NXT people to move people level up and Valerie Loreda, different things. So I think that some of these people that have been there, like Toxic Attraction even, can come up and they can make a splash on the main roster. The, the the one thing I want to say to your point of uh, allowing the other talent, to, the older talent that used to be there to come back, let that happen organically by way of they're not in contract, they re-talk shit. Because to try to say start bringing them back now or within a year, it's like, okay, you're now giving fan service to everybody who was upset when they left the first time. You got to give new story for them, new everything. But I think your idea of figure out what to do with NXT people, they've been preaching that this is this is developmental for how long? You feel me? Like, they've been preaching this developmental. Yeah. Actually show their development. Facts. Well, especially especially with Level Up. I don't know if you guys watched the show or you know, you've seen this. Every now it's like Level Up and, you Hell know, and the idea nah. is you know, there's a few matches and they can, you know, get up to NXT. I don't think anyone's really leveled up and they take out all their vowels when they when they call it that uh, level up. But it's like, I don't think anyone's really leveled up. It's just a bunch of people that either are already on NXT fighting every week or people that no one's heard of and there's really no yeah. development. It's almost like... Yeah. Um, That's like the gimmick test, right? WCW. Yeah. yeah. It's giving people or, a shot. No really going anywhere. It's just kind of stuff that happens and connected to anything else. Yeah, well, some people just need a shot. That's really yeah. all that is. Just like yep. dark and dark mm-hmm. elevation. They're working That's it out. It. Go ahead, B-Rob. Yeah. yeah. One, let the motherfucking commentary do commentary on their goddamn own. Get rid of them fucking buzzwords and lists and all the other shit. Let them talk about this guy was a champion in New Japan and Impact and all this other stuff. Let them have just giving them beats and kind of letting them roll with it. You know, you're already doing that with uh, McCaffrey. Let everybody do it. Don't just limit it to him because he's, you know, well-paid and shit, and he can do whatever the fuck he want, kind of, in a way. Uh, Two, give me some motherfucking wrestling, goddammit. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I I want... I I think that's no model. I want to see wrestling. I want to see motherfuckers wrestle, you know, yeah, stories are cool or whatnot, but I'm here for the motherfucking wrestling. You know, I mean, you can compel me with a good story. I, I'm not against it whatsoever, but your fucking job, the shit that you, 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 all right, you can train for promos. 
or whatever. You because you got to get better. You, you got to increase your vocabulary, expand your vernacular. See, I just did that. I use words that I don't normally use, but <laughs> you're a fucking professional, goddamn wrestler. Wrestle, goddamn it. Let them wrestle. That's what I fucking want to see. Um, so no tennis collection, B. Rob. You, you no. don't like the tension? I take it. No. <laughs> Uh, Fuck them. They didn't accept my thing. Three. <laughs> use all your assets. And when you use your assets, use your assets to promote your assets. What I fucking mean. Uh, people, everybody jump on my goddamn neck about this. Lou was kind of alluding to it earlier. You and Mike kind of brought a, a, a small little point. Level up. Advertise that shit. Goddamn BTE. You're doing storylines and all kinds of crazy shit on BTE, and you do pay them off on TV, but nobody knows what the fuck is going on because you know you're not promoting BTE. You know, I know that that's kind of by design, you know, and everything. And BTE, honestly and for truly, is what started AEW. You know, yeah. it, it formed that company. It was built off the back of BTE in the books and all them. You know, so if you're gonna have shit. Use your shit. The goddamn Tommaso Ciampa promo. Why the fuck wasn't that on TV? I don't, I know I don't understand. I know it was a WWE.com exclusive or whatever. You want to drive uh, freaking you know eyes to your website and things like that. That's understandable. So you put content there. But shit, it could have been a little ticker tape thing across the bottom of the screen or just like a little 30-second clip or a 10-second clip. Hey, this was on WWE.com. This is what this motherfucker said. Just have him riled up and be like, cut it off. And they'd be like, what? What I want to hear what the rest of the shit he said. They, they go do your shit and they check it out. That's how this shit yep. fucking works. You know, we get on we get on motherfucking AEW about how is this motherfucker in the top five ranking and shit. Well, one because he had thirty fucking thousand matches on dark and dark elevation, yeah. but you're not promoting <laughs> that shit. You're not bringing that like, up. I mean, you're they, like, they how the fuck is the how the fuck is uh what's her name? How the fuck is she number one contender uh every week? What's her name? Uh, this guy's wife. Uh, My wife, Strong's wife, Roderick Strong's oh, wife. Oh, Maria yeah, Shafir, oh, Shafir yeah. number one contender every week. And you're like, what the fuck? She never wrestles, but when you watch dark, she's on there every week whooping somebody's ass. It's like. Who yeah. knows that? Honestly, I, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know about dark or elevation or any of that kind of stuff. Like at least the results, you know, if it wasn't for like Joshi Lopez and pro wrestling transcriptions and different things like that, because you know that kind of gives you the of okay, and this is how it happened. But I mean, you don't see that. You know, what if there was just snapshot commercial? You know, like and, well, you know, Marina Schaefer showed the problem. You know, on dark. So what's going to happen on dynamite? Like, wait, what's this dark thing? And then people start looking, and people. I mean, they could even do like TikTok snippets. They could do and they and they do they do that. They do do that as far as the internet snippets. But what to y'all is speaking exactly to what B Rob is mentioning. Talk about them on your main product to get the eyes over there. You created these things for us to watch. Not everybody who is a non-hardcore is going to go searching for it. Yeah. But if you consistently yeah. tell people weekly basis, you have this free stuff on YouTube, on your main shows, then people will want to dive into it. Yeah. And it'll work. And it's going to work because it's shown in like March, April, when Dolph Ziggler was randomly NXT and won the title, yeah. and they were advertising at Grayson Waller was on Raw. When they were I showing them you. on Raw, NXT's numbers went up. 
Yeah. So That's I bet great. you if AEW obviously did the same thing, dark dark elevations numbers are gonna go yeah. up. And AEW, gonna, AEW just does. like when AEW advertised that one Friday when SmackDown had their whatever two and a half hour show, AEW did like that half hour thing on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. They had all those viewers. Like it's crazy when you advertise shit. What happens? Yeah. Well, AEW kind of does a better job at no, it because they do sure. re- they do reference stuff, but it depends on the commentary team. With AEW, sometimes they switching it up, and sometimes because I mean, if Excalibur is there, you getting all the motherfucking information in like three seconds, yeah. <laughs> you know. But if it's like uh, Taz and uh, Tony or whatever, they don't really Shivani. talk about too much of the other stuff or whatever. And Jr. is just some Jr. is up there just babbling. Yeah, he just yeah. he just woke up from his nap and he come out the last. Kenny hour. Omega, the WWE <laughs> champion. But this is <laughs> but this is about everyone says everyone says Jr. is just kind of. But it, but B, it, this is about WWE, and to what B Rob said, it makes sense. Who, no, like Lou just said, hell no. I, to do you watch Level Up? I don't think none of us truly watch Level Up. With B Rob was the exception. He says once in a while I'll tune in. I don't. I I, I got the network. I don't think to tune into it at all because they I don't forget do a, thing. Exactly because they don't even do a job to remind you of it, mm-hmm. and that's exactly yep, what B Rob's speaking to. And then Bro, the only time I know is because I follow. If it wasn't for Nikita Lions, if it wasn't for Nikita Lions, I wouldn't yeah. even pay like any yeah, attention exactly. to And then another thing about it just you know, it, it 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 gets on my nerves a little bit or whatever. But when I present you with the evidence or whatever and give you a means to view said content, you tell me no because it's not on Raw or AEW. You know, yeah, I'm talking to my shots my fired. But it's just like <laughs> it wasn't us. It wasn't us. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, not yeah. Us. Let's just get. So that it's just clear. like. Well, I mean, and it, it is not just to poke fun at Cody. Yeah, I'm dropping names. Or Paul, I'm dropping names. But it's just like there's there's a whole lot of people like that, and I don't fucking understand. It's like why why would I watch that? It's not on Raw. You know, it's not on TV. TV or whatever. I was like, but you watch all these fucking streaming services. It's the same goddamn thing. You just pull it up and watch it. What's so B-Rob, hard about if that? It, if it ain't main roster, well, don't Peacock count. doesn't advertise word, level up word either. To, word to Wrestle Talk: If it ain't main roster, it don't matter, and that it sucks that people are like that out there. Yeah, I mean, but, why would you close your mind off like that or whatever? I mean, it's just it's, like I don't fucking get it. It's the dude. It's not. It's it's the difference between us and casual fan. Like you know, it's not. It's nuts too because you're so right with the main roster. And this is where I like, no, I don't, this is not taking a jab because I watch Rampage, but it's like, think about this. Like, they, this is where people don't consider things and they say it's in that tight, tight circle, right? About a million people, we can argue 900,000 to 1.1 watch AEW every week, right? Two million watch SmackDown. Not, I'd say probably 90% of people watch WWE, watch each other, vice versa, for the most part, right? You're already watching wrestling, and then Rampage gets like 400,000 views. It's like how? Like how? It's on? It's on whatever? Yeah, it might be on at 10 o'clock, whatever, note, but it's only an hour. And it shows like that's that bubble, though, that people don't want to leave that bubble. Like you'll complain AEW doesn't have a second show. It's like, okay, they do. Yes, is it tape? It's only shows. Yeah. And Nick, and but it's like, watch. yeah. You know what I mean? And Nick, it boils back down to what you mentioned before about Raw being three hours. A night of SmackDown to Rampage. I'm usually sleep by the second hour of SmackDown. I'm just keeping it real. 
You know what I'm saying? And some people aren't fit to. I'm gonna throw it to you in a second, B Rob. Stand back there, catch that pass. But some people <laughs> aren't fit for past three hours. Hence, people complain about AEW in a four-hour pay-per-view. Not to bring AEW back up again, but once again, remember it. You're getting long pay-per-views from them because they're giving you four a year. So it's like a special treat. Everyday wrestling, yeah, I might not want to tune into that third hour, just like Lou turned off that third hour of Raw. B-Rob. Sure did. But you goddamn must sit there and binge watch motherfucking Netflix for three fucking days straight, but your ass can't be <laughs> a goddamn wrestling show. Fast forward, rewind, nothing. I don't fucking get it. Do you see How what happens talk? when well, B Rob I will talk? say, I'll say one thing about Rampage. When Rampage's problem on a podcast. Rampage's problem number one is that it's not at ten, and number two is it's fucking taped. So all the results get leaked out on Twitter. Everybody already knows what happens. And they're like, why the fuck am I going to stay up and watch this shit? I already don't, fucking know what happens. Them. Like, Don't read them. Only the hardcore. No, it's cool. It's only the hardcore who want to actually see the physical match. Maybe like yeah. Rob will probably tune in and watch it. But if you already know the results, you're just going to be like, eh. And that's what I've noticed. So one weird random thing I've noticed, right, is that. I met more because I'm in, I'm in Cali oh, now. I don't mean to cut you off. We got this comment here in the chat. And and I still got to give my turn. As a barber, I love this podcast because it has every stage of beard growth. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ain't good. got shit. But, uh, <laughs> no, so you know what I noticed? It's you got to lose level, weird. man. That's the thing. I and just turned mine down. Sense. Clean mustache. <laughs> He's yeah. like he grew it out. Of, oh, it's nice. Yeah, I my like shit it. is, my shit, my shit's getting there. Mm-hmm. So what I met though, and I because the way I really justified it was when I went to a double or nothing. I think they're a happier, and this all has to do with timing. Happier and more happy with every show's product, West Coast people than East Coast people, and I think it's simply because of the time. Because raw for me. Is from five to eight. So when it's starting for you, well, granted, it's all the same time. It's live, right? But when it ends for me, realistically, it would have just started for you. And that's the same. Like with me, SmackDown, I watch it from five to seven, and then I put on Rampage seven to eight. I honestly think the time zones really make a difference when it comes to that shit. Because a lot of the people who who are at Double or Nothing with me, obviously, were West Coast. We're on the West Coast, and it was a topic of conversation in line talking about it. Because I remember being like this when I lived on the East Coast. I wouldn't stay up all those hours of Raw. And on SmackDown, you know, I am like think I'm still younger. On Fridays, I wasn't watching SmackDown from 8 to 10. I was going out. But here, it's like you can do all that shit before you do anything. Yeah, That's why I personally, just not just wrestling, just sports as a whole, I love it. Like me, I'm a Pats fan. They come out at 1 o'clock Eastern. I don't sleep in. So for me... Football, I can watch my team from 10 to 12.30, and then I'm good for the day. Now, granted, I watch football all day because that's the person I am. But it's just I think timing really is a big deal. All right. Now, I'm yeah, I mean, points you know, um, I'll talk about that, Dan. Okay. You- no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Make your point over this, and then I'll give my three finally. Okay. 
I, I, was, I was gonna say yes. Yeah. I, I definitely noticed this. You know, being on the East Coast. You know, say like you know, even staying in Florida for a few days or whatever. You know, I think it was during the weekend, and SmackDown was on. I only made it through like half the show because it was on till maybe like Rampage is on from like probably ten to East Coast time. I was just gonna say the you know, I think we're kind of in the sweet spot in a way, uh, be wrong in the Houston area because you know you're talking about um, you know our time. Um, rampage at like 10 or 10 30 you know so i mean that's really not bad the complaint that we have when it comes to watching sports is you know astros games um because it's an al west team so you end up going to like oakland and seattle and um anaheim and so those games start at nine and they don't end till freaking midnight or one, one in the morning or something to watch that i bet i better be very unhappy if i had to watch you know that that late all right, we don't care about the Astros. They, you know, you know about these eye watches. But I digress. Um, but nah, man. Yeah, you're you're told you're told you're totally you right about the time thing, especially especially when you're thinking Monday Night Football shit like that, man. Yeah, y'all get the advantage, uh, West Coast wise. But my three, even though I mentioned a few already, I'll just kind of repeat the superstar aspect. Not everybody is built to be a superstar. Call them professional wrestlers. Call them what they are again. Um, number two, number two is just take your time in rebuilding a new beginning. Take your time. And because everybody mentioned all the shit that I probably would have thought of said, that's why number two was a freestyle. Number three, within taking your time in this rebuild, Rebrand these motherfuckers back to the names that y'all allowed us to know them by. Yeah. Please stop that shit. I'm dead in the camera. Stop that shit of Walter Gunther. Piper Nevin to Juicy Drop. Juicy Drop. Do we do we? Stop. Stop that shit. That's my girl. That's why I call her Juicy Drop, but I digress. Dewey, but no, <laughs> but uh, but please stop that. Please stop that shit because yep. for how many years did, oh. we, did we learn Walter by Walter? But you want to pack repackage him as Gunther to to Mike's point before make it sound a little more racist. No. Now, not racist, but more along the lines of that. You know, Nazi supremacist playing on the fact that he's Austrian, i.e., like the mustache man from back in the day. Yo, can can Big E get his last name back? Langston, not nah, that. Nah, I like Big E. Pause. Big E. He wants Big it. E. He wants it. Hey, if hey, if the man wants it, I think Biggie earned the cat earned the cachet to kind of get what he wants in some sort of a way, just like how. Roman Reigns, even though we don't like it, I think he's earned the cachet to have the time off he did. He has. He did just battle lupus a couple years ago, all that good stuff. But please stop with the name changes. If you are developing talent from NXT to call up, call them up by what we what y'all allowed them to be known as. Not try to repackage, rebrand them murder their whole momentum and their whole movement. Bush, 
I don't I'm mind the butch man's whole butch. career. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Bro, I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind Butch because the way the character is being played, it's like a little badass kid that you would think of yeah. in like the eighties. Like Al Capone. Yeah, uh, like the eighties on some fucking like get along gang shit. Like he's the bully of the neighborhood. He's the little hothead. Scrappy dude. Yes, but we know Pete Dunn. He still does the when he's up on the top of the ring. We still know Pete Dunn. We still know Tommaso Ciampa, or Champa, if you want to, however you want to pronounce it. Champa. Champa. You know what I'm saying? But allow them to be who we got to know them as. That's all yeah, that's, I that's, ask. That's, that's, that's a great. One of the things I ask for. That's a great point, and I think it, it with it, with Triple H being back, you know, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more stuff like that. We're going to be seeing people transition from NXT, their whole character, not just the body. Yeah, music the oh. thing this thing where you take a character and then not nah, but you know what i don't like this this and this let's add this. why you've already got a guy who's super over like like i'm so glad for somebody like cameron grimes because Just the me. cameron grimes like that 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 character before he was like the million dollar caveman or whatever the fuck like he was a like country calculated heel i loved that character because he looked like a dumbass but he was his character was smart as fuck and was very calculated in what he was doing and what he was trying to do like to get himself over and that's a that's a different character like there's no characters like that and that's a perfect guy to just bring him up to the main roster the same way and let him start interacting with all these guys real real quick before we close it out um i'm gonna give you three names that i want pulled up right now one Cameron Grimes, two Santos Escobar, three for my pure enjoyment only Grayson motherfucking Waller. What you got, Grayson Nick? Waller. Three people from there right now. Yeah. Fuck on the spot. Uh, probably definitely Cameron Grimes. Uh, let me think quick. The toxic attraction, but the tag team aspect of it. Mandy can stay. Um, and then Eo. All right, what you got, Lou? Yeah, for me, Io Shirai is number one on that list. She's been f- lost on that roster, and she's tremendous. Yeah. Um, Io Shirai, I would take Carmelo Hayes and move him up. Oh, I yeah. Would, I would take, uh, you know, I really like uh, Santos Exobar's group, man. Um, I would want to take that whole group, so I'm going to leave them out, and I will take, of, of course, I'll take Nikita Lyons. I know she's not ready, guys. I know she's not ready. I know, but bring her up anyway. All right. Dan, what you got? What's your three? I, 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 fucks, with, I fucks with the EO pick. Um, I, like Lou, because like you said, like a crew, I would rather see them come up like a crew. Um, so Carmelo Hayes, definitely. Uh-huh. Definitely. But see, with Carmelo Hayes coming, I would also have to say they need to rebuild and bring back a crew, a real cruiserweight division with cruiserweight titles to justify the size of those people. Mm-hmm. The cruiserweight, the, the cruiserweight belt worked back in the day. The cruiserweight belt worked back in the day. Oh, and side and, note, and they have like, a nice, they have a nice cruiserweight belt already. The they have that belt. I just don't know what they're doing with it. 
Right. Yeah. And also, also too, to, to separate to separate though, like we mentioned, IC and US title. Get that US title working like the European title from back in the day. You got something there. But then last but not least, I'm taking Braun Breaker. You when you brought him out, that man was facial wise, body wise, every <clears throat> main roster damn near ready. Bring a Steiner back to the a Rick Steiner, a Rick Steiner, my bad, a Rick Steiner back to a main roster. And he's going to fit in perfectly. And then you think about once they bring him Gabe Stevenson, Stevenson, he's gonna be able to work with a cat like him. He can he can man, there's just endless amounts of potential with that kid. Endless amounts of potential. And if you Ooh. want superstar, there yeah. you go, right there, retired. <laughs> and that's all right. They can unretire it. It's their no, universe. Remember, retired. Leave that shit. No, where it's no at. but they have. But they have their own. Don't they have the the belt that's on two hundred five live? The cruiserweight belt. That purple. Two hundred five live does not yeah. exist anymore. Yeah, two hundred five. Yeah, that that is. That. <laughs> got retired too. Two hundred five. Wow. Yes, two hundred five live got retired as well. I mean, but that's that belt they live used on um, the cruiserweight up. classic. Uh, they should just bring that shit back because that belt was fired. That was a fire belt, bro. That cruiserweight belt. Yeah, Mike, what you got for your three? Yeah, that one's a tough one. Um, I think um, you know some of y'all are kind of split on Carmelo Hayes. I say yes, bring him up, and the whole reason is because of like the personality. And I would actually take him and Trick like as a tandem. I think that they could both either be a tag team or I mean definitely add some like flair to the division. I really think he believes in the whole A champ thing, and I think that whole A champ thing should just get up there. The U.S. Let him be H. Um, Cameron Grimes definitely ready to go. Definitely a you know, well packaged. I think he can almost be like JBL, but not everyone thinks he's a jerk, you know, and hates him and stuff. Because I mean, a lot of people did. Um, if we're just being honest, you know. And honestly, um, it's kind of tough with the women because you know Toxic Attraction's so good together. Um, but I also think that um, JC and Gigi can definitely kind of be their own thing or you know something like that. So I would just say it's time to bring Mandy up, only because she's been there before. Um, now you have her under the stead of like Triple H. And the other thing about it is I think she's learned a lot. Uh, even she was saying, hey, I definitely want to come back up to the main roster the other day. Um, you know, she could definitely see a time where that's going to happen. But then also um, I think that I think that they need to have kind of like a new sort of push or whatever for who becomes the next women's champion. You know, whether it's Tiff Stratton, whether it is Zoe Stark, whether – yeah, she's back, y'all, if you haven't been watching NXT – um, there's also an NXT event called Heat Wave in two weeks that just got announced tonight. I know. I didn't know either. Um, and the thing is, so many other women that can kind of come up after this battle royal. There's a lot of these different feuds that can ensue from that. And, you know, someone new can rise to the top. You know, and let's get rid of the toxic lounge and everything else. And let's just have something new for a 2.0. Word. Yeah. M- more well, Asians on the main roster. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I think we well rounded this out or whatever. A lot of Vince shenanigans talk and whatnot. Um, we didn't have a waterfall mania discussion or whatnot because I, you know, as I said, I'm hatting for Tri- Tiffany Stratton right now. She, she, she like my my NXT booth. Yeah, right now. I really like what she's doing. Mine um, too. But we gonna close it out. We gonna get out of here. The sun has set. On episode 100, y'all, I appreciate y'all for keeping the train rolling or whatnot, you know, allowing me to come back in and derail it every now and then. 
So uh, with that being said, this has been another edition of Wrestling is Trash. And uh, joining me for this edition, Mike, Lou, Dan, the man, the mayor, and follow the name, Mr. Nick Anacelli. And we'll see all of y'all on the next go round. B-Rob got to talk. No.